Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Gentlemen, and that one lady, it's James Marshall returning with my long distance podcast series. And today I have an extra special, special extra guest, the one and only Hayley Quinn. Hi, Hayley. Oh, hey, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> You're very welcome. I mean, you know, the, uh, the schedule was totally packed, but we managed to squeeze you in uh, in between David Letterman and other, <laughs> other celebrities. <laughs> so how are you doing? You're, you're currently in France, right? Yeah, I've got the same idea as you guys over there. I bailed out to a remote uh, country abode where I'm mm-hmm. going to be hanging out, pretending this whole thing isn't existing by living on a farm. Excellent. So there's, a, there's definitely a... Um, what do we call it? There's a theme. There's a theme and a pattern. For those of us who have been in the dating game long enough, we knew that at some point we would need a country retreat to escape to. Okay, cool. Well, what I wanted to talk to you about today, because you're better at this than I am, is online game. So my, my general opinion on online pickup, meeting people, dating, etc., has has pretty much been since the beginning. I checked it out and went, uh... No. That's that's way too much work for the for what I got out of it. it did, and it's mm. not that it doesn't work because I did I did meet people offline. Actually, I met my ex-wife on MySpace. Believe it or not, oh, I didn't even know you had an ex-wife, James. So that's a revelation. That's my revelation of the day. Right, ex-wife and met on MySpace in two thousand and six or something. So yes, definitely, you know, people meet online, and that's the reality of today. And now it's extra the reality now that we literally can't go and talk to people because my advice has always been: don't bother with online game. Go and meet girls in real life. Mm-hmm. Now. My advice is totally redundant, so it's over to you. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I, what are, what are some preaching. of the what, what are some of the I don't know foundations and uh, principles that you would, you know, suggest to guys in terms of meeting and dating online? Well, first of all, you're preaching to the converted because I love teaching people, men and women, to meet one another in real life as well. And the, and as you talk about a lot, the value of people's social circles and networks extremely important. <laughs> However, I think we have to think about what possible dating activity we can do during this time and not just use it as an epic excuse to just procrastinate and get fat and sit on your sofa and Netflix binge. Mm. And whilst online dating definitely has its frustrations, there are actually things that you can use with it as a guy, which even if you're like a diehard, I'm not into online dating person, think of it this way. Right now, online dating app usage is surging. People are spending on average seven hours a week on dating apps. It's probably going to go up because people are bored. Dating apps are seeing spikes in their traffic, actually, which is a bit mad as Mm. the news becomes worse. So it's like as the likelihood of us staying inside becomes more real, they're noticing more people are initiating messages online. I also think people are going to be really wanting human contact. They're going to be hungry for that. And so they're going to use the only channel that's still open to them to access it. So right now you have an abundance of opportunity. And even if you don't envisage yourself meeting someone online, if you have traditionally struggled with things like, how do I get from having a woman's number to asking her out? How do I successfully handle messages? How do I nail that playful, flirty tone? Now is a brilliant opportunity to get a ton of practice on that front and actually to set yourself up. So we can talk about some principles as well for just building out a generally decent profile, some obvious Mm -hmm. do's and don'ts. And then I think we can also look at a bit of strategy. So how you can probably approach online dating with the least 
I guess, stress and aggravation and try and make it work for you as much as possible. And then we can also look at some good tips around messaging so that you can really distinguish yourself as a guy and basically stand out from all the other noise of all the other people that are cramming onto that platform. Right. Because you're right that, yes, right now, the population of the world, unless they happen to have landed with their you know, ideal partner in a, in a lockdown situation is lonely, bored, horny. <laughs> to, to what greater or lesser degrees of those three metrics. And there's definitely, like I've noticed, I'm sure you've noticed that like all of our, all the people in our industry and uh, are, are quickly pivoting and going, okay, online game is where it's at, which is, you know, fair enough. But I think it's important to note that just because everyone is locked at home, just because girls are, you know, more open to meeting a girl on, guy online or girl online than maybe they were when they could go to parties and go to events and they had lots of other options going on, right? So these, the women that usually had a lot more options, have a lot less options in terms of who, who they can meet right now. But that doesn't mean that it's like a free-for-all. It's like, cool, I just get on there with my photo of me like this or patting a, a sedated tiger or tiger. Me, me and my <laughs> three buddies. Yeah, yeah that, that, that type of profile is not going to work anymore. So obviously it's not just like, okay, cool, well, I guess I'll get on Tinder and get, get laid because that's the, you still have to be able to differentiate yourself. There's another reason why I, I told a lot of my clients not even to really bother, aside from having a good Instagram profile, which is something I want to ask you about later. So, because you can look at like Instagram is, is, a, for, is a dating site in some way. Yeah, right? it's, I mean, it's yeah, a multi-purpose. No, it's, it's, it's when they do the dating site rankings in terms of which are most popular, Instagram is listed in there. Right. As a dating site. Right, because, you know, millennials figured out how to turn it into a dating site. <laughs> Rich uh, men worked out how to turn it into a uh, brothel. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on under the surface aside from just sharing photos. But I guess my, my question is, okay, so, because what I would say to guys is, unless you are a particularly well-curated online fuckboy, so, you know, a guy who's 30, 20, 20 to 30-ish, you know, has a particular aesthetic that the girls who are on there all the time, particularly Instagram girls, are looking at and going, yeah, that's the guy I like with the tattoos or with the whatever the aesthetic is that the girl is into. Mm. Unless you're going to be that guy and invest a lot of time in it, I would say often don't bother. But in this in this circumstances, I'll be saying do bother. So what are some of the like practical specific things? Let's, let's start with deal breakers. Like what are some of the deal breakers that when a girl uh, looks at, at a profile, she just goes, nah, because I've done that before with female friends or with lovers. I've like said, show me your Tinder and show me how you would use it. And it's basically this. Mm. No, 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 no. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, that guy looked nice. Nah, I didn't like his shirt. No, no, no. So it's like, what are some of the deal breakers that definitely when women look at a profile pic or mm. a description, they're just going, nah. Yeah, let's do the pics first because we have to be real here that that's, you know, you could send a, a great first message to a woman. Mm -hmm. But if she then clicks on your lead profile picture and that sucks, that isn't going to go any further. So we need to up your online game. And you're right as well to identify that in the Instagram age, our standards for what constitutes a good photo have just like ra radically escalated. So yeah. when we're looking at what's good and what's not good, obvious things that sometimes guys don't tend to think about. And I do think as well, it's a bit disadvantageous because I think women tend to have an amazing back catalog of photos that mm -hmm. their female friends have taken through them throughout the past couple of years. Whilst guys are sometimes like, oh, you know, photo of me, bit awkward, don't want to do it. So first things to think about, make sure it's a new photo. Low resolution photos look bad. So if this photo, if you're maybe a more mature guy and you're thinking, oh, maybe I could use a picture from 
five years ago, that actually might be to a disadvantage. The reason for that is the picture is going to look really pixelated. It's not going to pop and be really nice high resolution. Most of us on our smartphones, um, I've got an iPhone, it has portrait mode. You're going to get a really crisp, clear shot with that. So don't rely on old stock photos. Use ones that are crisp and clear. Likewise, anything that stops um, your picture being clearly visible, so pictures taken at night, pictures in a big group of other guys, pictures with red eye, pictures where you're wearing a sunglasses or a hat, all have been statistically proven to ding your profile. You also, as you said, want to know what your market is. If you do happen to be that 20, 30-year-old tattooed hunky guy, brilliant, you go for it. However, if you do not identify as that person, you want to think, what is the theme that I'm trying to put across here? What's my personal brand and how can I work with this? So I'll give you a couple of examples of how you could maybe go about and do that. So for instance, if you are a more, again, a more mature guy, you know, a professional man, I would be thinking about taking photos of yourself or using photos where you think about the background. Like I don't have a particularly great background today, but I have seen guys who have had an ironing board or an unmade bed in their background. This just to a woman screams, I have not got my life together. You know, if you hang out with me, it's going to be like a little frat party in here. It's not inviting. So think about the dates that you want her to look at that picture and think, oh, yeah, I could see myself going on a date. Oh, he hangs out in that place. I like that. But, you know, I recognize that place. Well, that's that cool city that I went to once. So right. really think about your aesthetic there. Also, for your photos, natural light tends to work best. Direct sunlight is not flattering. It makes us all look wrinkly and old. But if you use a nice clouded day, a tripod, a timer, an iPhone portrait mode will get you far. But be careful. Don't use photos, more than one photo in the same outfit. Don't use mm -hmm. the same photo from two different angles. Anything that makes it look that you might be scratching around trying to find the one good photo of you because that's the only one that's in existence. Instead, yes, it, we have... If, yeah. it looks like, if it looks like you set up a tripod by yourself with your portrait mode and then took lots and lots of photos, that's bad. Although that's what you have to do in order to make it look like you didn't do that. Yeah, we want to do fake candid, the Instagram <laughs> art form of fake candid. So yeah. that could be watching out for your body language, making it look nice and relaxed. Also, if you're obviously posing in the same outfit, again, dead giveaway. Or if all your photos are professional, dead giveaway, this isn't good. Hmm. So you might want to mix up maybe a photo of you doing some kind of like sport or activity. They're pretty useful because you're going to be small in the picture. So they don't often have to be the super best ones with a nice uh, headshot where maybe probably taken from mid chest up looking at the camera, but that's going to be your, or looking slightly off camera. Hmm. That would be your lead profile picture. Then you want to have a couple of other pictures so that she roughly can understand, okay, this guy is relatively well-dressed. He looks like he has a decent quality of life and these photos are well-organized. Now, as I would say, sometimes you can even go really left field. So I had um, a really good male friend of mine. He would not identify as being like the hot guy, the traditional hot guy. He is very slim. He's of Pakistani origin. So he didn't fit that tattooed model. What he did was very clever, though. He, on one of those swiping um, apps, what he did is he created a series of post-it notes, which had a very clever statement written on them, which tempted you to swipe mm, to the next one. Nice. So he drew them in. And then the last picture of him was in a really cool suit, kind of lying languidly on the couch holding his guitar. So he really built lifestyle in and was super creative. 
So you can also, if you feel like, you know what, I'm not the mature business guy who's got those lifestyle shots. I'm not the young tattooed hunky guy. I'm a bit quirky. You can play that quirk if you pull it off really well. Sure. And also you can niche yourself, right? So it's like yeah. generally, generally most men are thinking of a broad spread. They're like, okay, well, you know, hopefully I get some girls out of this. But you know, I, I have a friend who is a, for example, a BDSM teacher. His Instagram is only BDSM stuff, you know, and it's, and he doesn't get vanilla girls. He gets only BDSM girls, right? And then girls that are searching through Instagram they, that are into BDSM search for hashtag BDSM or various other things. His, his profile pops up. He appeals very specifically to the women because he's always, his posts are always talking about, you know, you, you deserve pleasure and da da da, like speaking directly to women. Right. And so as a result, he, I mean, he pulls girls off Instagram within 10 minutes of chatting. He, you know, he's very specifically niched, but it, he, uh, by his own admission, did you ever read Mad Magazine back in the day? No, a, oh, I know, that was, I've never read it. Right, right. Well, he's, uh, I look like Alfred E. Newman, who was like the funny caricature character in it. Uh, you know, he, by his own admission, not the most handsome man on camera, but because he's niched himself so specifically, he, Instagram works incredibly well for him. Yeah, um, there's other themes you can do on Instagram as well. Like I would say the main thing with the Instagram profile is make sure if you're going to have one, and that's a choice, mm. make sure it's well cultivated. Yes. You know, if you've got, if you're posting really irregularly, the photos don't fit together. It's like an awkward photo of your lunch one day. You want a trip to Belfast the next day, like a bad job. It's just, it's going to look messy and it's going to look like you're not putting effort into it. And it just basically projects the image of, I don't have my life together, whether that's mm. fair or not. So right. I would say like either be a ghost on the internet, like get do a bit, Google yourself. I would never do that to myself, but Google it, do a big detox of stuff or put the effort into having a well-cultivated profile. Other profiles that I've seen that can work really well, which are non-reliant on you being like the hot guy. I've seen photos which have a strong, Instagrams which have a strong theme, whether it's like architecture or black and white photography right. or photos taken at funny angles so as long as the theme is consistent the photo quality is really super good and it looks interesting then yeah i think by niching yourself to photography or travel or architecture or business you can still have a good profile even if you're not like the traditional insta model good looking right uh, and on that i would be be wary with uh, repetitious photos and if you are like someone who's going for an aesthetic uh, Instagram which is mainly around let's say you know minimalist architecture for example if you don't have a photo of yourself every three or four photos then this is only an Instagram for people who are inter interested in the topic right which is fine you know if you want to build the biggest uh, you know Scandinavian appreciation architecture Instagram on the planet cool go for it but in terms of you, for any man that's, you should really be looking at your, all of your social media as marketing, sexual marketing mm. for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like unless, unless you're using it for business purposes or for some other specific, you know, we, 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 I have four Instagrams, some of them are for business, some of them are from girls. That makes have, me curious what the other two are, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have one, no, I have one, I have one set up as a BDSM guy because I am and, and I learned from my friend. I'm like, okay, well, I niche myself as that. You know, I have my personal friends and family one, which is a bit more PC. I have my TNL one for TNL fans and I probably have some other one, which I've, oh yeah, and, and I have one for Vince, my lizard, but that one's, I haven't updated that lately. Um, but the thing is, that, and people are like, well, I don't want to do that. No, you shouldn't have to do that. 
In terms of the way I view Instagram, I don't like being online very much. I do it as much as I have to for business pretty much and for you know relationship stuff. And so what I do, as opposed to Liam or Alex, who are very, very active on their Instagrams always, and, and they utilize that, their stories and, and mm. they've stories created a, a whole- tool. Right, they've created a whole network and culture on, on their platform. I do that a little bit, but more often it's just like when I go to a place, you know, I, tr I used to travel a lot, but you know, if I go to a place or I meet some per good old friend or I hear I am at some interesting event, I will make, uh, make the effort and all of us do this in our social circle. I'll hand my camera to my friend and say, take, take 10 photos, 10 photos, not one, 10. And that's, a, I think that's, there's a mental barrier for men there because you know, having photos taken of them is not something most men are used to. I'm used to it mm. because I was in a band for years and so I got used to like going like this. Um, <laughs> but most men feel uncomfortable when a camera's put, put at them. And so they do, ten they do things with tension. They like gr grimace or like do some weird pose or lift their shoulders in a tense way, right? Or try to like act ironic, like, oh, it's just a photo. Anything like that, it just says you're uncomfortable. To the, to the viewer, it just says you're, you're uncomfortable. So get yeah, yeah. used to, go and stand in the mirror and just look at yourself and just do like a model face and then do one to the side and feel how silly that feels and too bad. And then get a friend and say, hey man, take 10 photos of me. And if that friend then says, uh, is a dickhead about it, they're not your friend. That's my opinion. Right, exactly. Or get a female friend. That's another yeah, good use of having female friends. They'll be better at that stuff. And yes. you're right, when you're doing any kind of posing, if you look relaxed in the pose, the, it will tend to come across well. If you've got tension, it's not going to work. So photos are super important. Profiles are, I would say, a secondary consideration when it comes to dating apps, but they still have a function. And I've got, I have to name name and kind of slightly shame some killer mistakes that I'm seeing guys making online when they're writing their profiles. Please do. And I, and I think it's kind of the, my, my thinking is it's a result of reading or trying to cultivate say a good dating app profile, but maybe looking at advice that is too, too it's been too widely spread. Too many people have used it or it's out of date. Right. And that can be a real problem when, and the woman is potentially seeing tons and tons of profiles. So a few tips to the guys out there are just questions to ask yourself when you're writing that. First of all is, could it be half as long, twice as strong? So Good. there is a big TLDR, too long, didn't read. So you want, you know, a couple of good lines is actually better than having this whole mishmash of stuff going down the page. Also be very wary of any online dating cliches, like looking for a partner in crime or what's another one taller than you and your tallest heels like some of these were really like they, they were kind of like playful and fun when they first came out but now so many guys have used the same thing it's right. going to make you look generic and it's also going to make you look like you don't basically have the guts to write your own profile and you're borrowing stuff around you it's not presenting a really strong image around yourself also be you know another obvious one be wary of being too generic um saying stuff like i like all the usual things or my friends would say, I like staying out and I like staying in. You know, anything that makes you sound really bland. I'm kind of good times, middle of the road kind of guy. I like generally what most people like. Not like. too much, not so little. Yeah, whatever, you, whatever you're into, I'll find a way to be into that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or having lots of um, tons of emojis, all the flags of the countries, you know, the, all your nationality, mixed nationalities. Again, all of this stuff is actually passe now. It, you, we've missed the boat on that yep. being a trend. So I think instead having a clean, short profile, 
profile of one good line or maybe even saying something like um, something that I like to use as well is thinking about kind of fun starts to sentences like you would win me over if you should definitely swipe left now if so saying something that creates controversy that creates challenge that suggests that you have standards that you're entering into the dating process and also this is your profile is a good opportunity as well to niche yourself out a bit because if you have a conversational tone, even one that's on the borderline of playful, on the borderline of slightly rude, sometimes actually that does more to make you stand out than the guy who's put tons of emojis in there and it's got the cut and paste profile he found on the internet. Right, a little bit cheeky, a little irreverent is good. Okay, so let's talk about um, messaging, right? So, okay, let's assume people have got some matches or they've got some Instagram hotties that they've linked up with in some kind of way. So every, everyone's always looking for the opening line, um, which, you know, my opinion has always been there is, there is no opening line. However, when, when we go online, we have to be very aware of using words that have no charge, right? Words that are very generic. So, and phrases, how are you doing mm. is, or how are you going or, you know, what's up or any of those, like people don't even read them because they just, they're just so generic and bland. How was your day? Could, can be can be changed completely by what kind of mischief did you get up to today, right? So that's you know same question, but because we're using a slightly charged word, mischief as opposed to how was your day, then we give we give the person uh, you know, or if we know that she's at work, how's your, how's your day at work? Boring, as opposed to you know procrastinating or are you actually working? You know, so it's like mm. a question like that is the same thing, but if we look at the way we can replace and change words to just you know, just literally just to stand out from the very generic phrases that she just sees all the time. What do you think? Yeah. And you've hit on a good point there as well about kind of some problems that will come up a lot with online dating is that having some rough templates or ideas of messages you work to for the first message is actually smart. Just because you may find that you have to send 10 messages out to get a response. You will. You, may you think, will have will. to. Let's get those stats. Let's get those stats down, gentlemen, because... I, it's it's I, a l lucky if it's 10% return. Yeah, and I would say after, and I literally legit have worked behind the scenes at some big dating apps and platforms around the world. And true stat, the stallions, the top performing, Insta model worthy, totally crushing it guys on online dating profi profiles, they still only get a max of 35 to 40% response rate. Wow. So that is like, you know, you are Brad Pitt, you're at 40% or whatever it is. So, yeah. and, and you may think that this is like terribly unfair, but I think with the asymmetry of dating, I'm just gonna stand up for the women here. I work with women as well. And for women, imagine that what you get, you open your, like, it's like another inbox and you've opened it and there's all these messages in there and they don't seem at all relevant to you. They're either, as you said, very low investment, like, hey, how's your day going? Hey, babe, what's up? Hey, that kind of thing. Oh, you stole my they, best line there. <laughs> you know, or they seem to be like written and the women are there thinking these guys haven't read my profile. They're just spamming everybody. You know, this guy doesn't even look like there is no way in my mind I could conceive us hanging out together. So when, and women, because of that, they really struggle to narrow that down and figure out who to invest their time and energy into and often get it wrong. They also, if they happen to be looking for relationships, which certainly not all women are, lots of women are looking for stuff that's more casual or just entertainment or some other motivation. But another consideration they'll be battling with is, is this guy 
just using dating apps right now as a distraction? Is he just looking to hook up or, you know, is there something more sincere here? So women usually are faced with basically a huge admin pile in the world of online dating Mm -hmm. and some difficult decisions, which are actually very difficult to come to conclusions with, with the limited information they have. And and those decisions need to be made basically in in a split second, really. Exactly. So when you write a low investment message, you're going to come across as basically that guy. I always call it the hey guy because every woman on her Instagram will have some person or some man who just says hey every Multiple week. times, yeah. Forever. <laughs> With no response. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, and basically what you're subcommunicating there is like, you know what? You cannot respond. You could have the personality of a stone. I don't care. You're the only hot woman I might talk to this century. So because of that, I'm clinging on in there. Uh, And that's exactly the wrong way to present yourself. You have to present yourself as a man that has really good standards. And, you know, her being attractive is simply not enough. Because of that, again, even if you write a longer message, but you're like, you know, hey, your profile looks interesting. Maybe we could get a drink sometime. Because she, she hasn't done anything. She hasn't responded yet. She hasn't invested in the interaction. So whilst it's definitely true that you should progress to their date quickly and use your messages effectively and not become a pen friend, if you go in immediately with a date, a lot of the time you're going to come across as the guy who's just chancing it. And that's inherently just not attractive to most women that are out mm. there. Funny. So term- it's funny though, because that is, you've just kind of described the male sexual uh, strategy, chances. Chancing it. <laughs> just like throwing out whatever I can and hoping something will stick. That's, I'm a man, that's what I have to do. So, you know, you can be all like, oh, you should have more standards. I do, I have standards, which is I need to get laid pretty soon, so I'm gonna do whatever I can. Is this right? No. Oh, can I change it? Yes. So it's like chance, do you wanna be, you've gotta present yourself or try and get in the mindset of being a chooser instead of the chancer right. online. One thing I've, I noticed in my, you know, various experiments with online dating over the years personally was that let's say I got a conversation starting with it started with a girl very quickly. I got the sense and I'm sure she did too of having just getting bored really quick. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, you start a chat and the girl writes back, cool. All right. She's responding and you have a few backwards and forwards. And after like the first three exchanges, maybe. I have this sense of like, if I can't meet this girl, this is, this is going to fizzle really quickly. And, and I've seen that happen you know, many times where let's say I started chatting to, maybe I met her in real life briefly, or maybe I met her online, but let's say I chatted briefly and then I had to go away somewhere and then I didn't have a chance to see her for two, three, four weeks. I come back and it's just, the lead's dead. Um, so my question is, because I, I suspect that the timing of how you operate in the, in the corona lockdown period will actually matter. I suspect, and you can tell me what you think about this, that most of the, if you're doing field work now, let's say you're, do, you're, you're putting a lot of me- effort into messaging and so on, and you're getting responses, I have a suspicion that if the lockdown lasts for another four weeks, you won't see any of these girls. You'll, you will not see week one girls because those girls will be meeting week four guys. They'll be, they'll, the guy that hit them up a week before lockdown got them into a bit of a frenzy and she was excited to meet this guy and then the lockdown goes, she'll meet him as opposed to the guys like, hey, remember we've been chatting for four weeks? Uh, it's kind of my turn. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think what's interesting, though, is women, I find particularly, use online dating in a way that's very cyclical, which means she'll be into it, but for a very short period of time, mm -hmm. you know? So when you get that window of openness where she's responding quickly, she's giving you decent quality responses in return, in your mind, you have to be thinking, right, I've got to capitalize on this, or that, you know, she's going to get frustrated with the whole online dating mm -hmm. thing, She'll chat to someone else, she'll get bored, she'll get distracted, and that app is going to be deleted off her phone. So even if you can't physically meet her, you still need to find a way to progress things forward. I would always say that if you get, obviously, if you get a woman's phone number, you've got her on WhatsApp, you can do a video call with her, then we're in a, we're in a safer zone there than if you're just chatting to her on the, on the app. And also remember, as much as you might want to be waiting for, like, the right moment or when you get, like, a really clear signal... You've got to think about it more in terms of like her openness and her buying temperature. And if it's looking good in this moment in time, you yeah. actually really want to quickly capitalize on that and move things forward purposefully. Because again, a way that you're going to signal that you are a chooser and a man that has standards and has just other stuff going on in his life is you're not there just to chit chat idly. Yeah. And it's also very hard to have an interesting conversation with someone who you have not met in real life for an extended period online. Yes. Difficult. Extremely difficult. Yeah, I mean, I'm an interesting conversationalist and I get bored of my own conversations very quickly with a random stranger, unless they're like, because my answer to that is generally I will be figuring out if they're into kink in some way. And then, you know, if they are, then we've got plenty to talk about. And if they're not, then we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? I would say for the guys, instead of get to just get out of that mindset of the how do I keep her interested mindset, which is, you know, a trap. Instead, yep. you want to be thinking intermittent and impactful communication. And I would be waiting from that first conversation, if she responds to your initial message, then you wanna be thinking, right, how do I now leapfrog this into us exchanging details and at least having you know a video chat or something which can then right. move forwards in other directions. Yeah. So I guess how I like to, what I like, sorry, yeah, one, one thing I just tip I give to the guys quickly is you can literally use any theme any theme in the conversation can be led towards this idea of suggesting further contact. If she likes baking, you could say, any chance you bring cookies to your first dates? So if she's like into fitness, you say, oh, so under normal circumstances, you'd be making me do a hit class with you. You can, any, any theme that's coming up in the conversation, you then make a statement which is along on that theme, but you know, imagining you hanging out together, mm -hmm. Then you can follow up very quickly if she participates in that kind of imaginary joke scenario. Follow up quickly by saying, well, like, since we can't do that, send me your number or let me, I'll call you later this week. So then you use, once she's participated and bought into the idea of spending time together, even if it's very hypothetical, use that to lock down, get a phone number. And then again, you don't want to be then immediately constantly messaging. I would say like a, a FaceTime call out of the blue or one video, one really stellar video chat a week is actually better than constant chit chat online Absolutely. that feels directionless. Absolutely, because then you become the, the at best case you become oh that's that guy I chat to I talk to today. You know when I'm bored I chat talk to that guy, uh, and that's usually not the guy that she's going to hook up with in the end. Um, one thing that what you were talking about just tweaked in my mind was whenever I'm teaching conversation to guys in real life, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to get them to do is to contribute to the conversation instead of just asking questions. Right. So, mm -hmm. and that's a, that's a very common mistake that men make is like they, they might become fairly good at asking questions, the right type of questions, but 
what that does is it puts the woman in the position where she has to provide 100% of the content. And so if, if it's the same thing, like you're, you've got a girl on the line, you're like, okay, what do I say to her today? And I'm like, so how's your day now? How's lockdown day five or whatever? Okay, it's, it's not necessarily that might be a, a bad question, but if I lead with uh, what's going on for me, it's like, and, and you know, there's so much creative stuff you can do right now. It's like, well, you know, mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't go out and do my, uh, do my usual paper round, so I decided to do this, and then a video of you doing something fun, right? Or it's, I, I use um, voicemails a lot more and videos, but I, n- I never use emojis ever, and, and I'll, mm. I'll, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. But my thoughts is I'm a 40-year-old man, and if I send, you know, Hello Kitty winkies and turnips and whatever. <laughs> it's not really giving a sexual masculine energy, no, is it? great. And it's a trick because girls will send those and then I'll be like, oh, I, I can do that too. No, she's allowed to send as many of those as she wants. You are not. Uh, unless you are like the hip young dude who's using it as part of a multimedia kind of thing. So I, I only use smile, wink or dot, dot, dot. That's all. Mm-hmm. And there, but then I supplement that with voicemails. And I often do that like when I'm walking somewhere rather than like sitting down and going, okay, here I am. I'm going to, it's time to record the voicemail for the girl that, okay, Hey baby. It's like, I'll go for a walk where I'm strolling and I, you know, I'm, I'm my, that, that loosens my mind up and then she can hear there's cars or there's birds or whatever. It doesn't sounds like I'm just doing stuff. And then mm-hmm. I'll be like, Hey, I was just da da da. And then tell her something about what's going on for me. Right? Like, because that, that, if she doesn't reply to that and it was a decent thing, then she's flaked. But it gives her much more to, to hold on to, something to comment on, something to respond to, as opposed to me going, hey, babe, can you provide us with the conversational content again today? Yeah, and just imagine how much more exciting it is for her as well. I met this guy online. He says, oh, you know, uh, let's chat. Let's chat soon. Something with a bit of mystery here, but a bit, let's be a bit vague. And then mm-hmm. suddenly after she hasn't heard from him a couple of days, instead of being bombarded and every time she looks at her phone, there's another kind of message that's getting gradually more boring from the guy she's chatting to. Instead, if out of the blue, she's like, oh my God, he sent me a voice note. Mm-hmm. Like that is so much more exciting. So yeah. she's going to get that jolt of excitement and she's going to be like, okay, when do I play it? What's he going to say? So you can really do a lot to kind of charge her emotions more and it builds so much more trust and personal connection. And I also love the idea of doing a funny, you know, if you get to that stage, doing a funny quarantine diary, because I think also swapping photos, swapping videos, voice notes, all of this stuff creates reciprocation. And, yep. you know, if she wants to move things forwards, <laughs> or she's open to that, then you're going to notice her reciprocating. And then suddenly the, the, the content of those messages or videos could shift. Oh, yes, they could. So, yeah, like, I, I guess what I would say on that, all of that is do all that, but keep planting seeds every week right? Cause I'm now gardening. So I'm like, and, and such a revelation. I just started gardening first time in my life. And, you know, I planted some carrots and then I read on the back and it said, sow carrots every two weeks to have carrots throughout the, I'm like, whoa, genius. You don't just plant them once you plant them every two weeks and then you get carrots forever. Whoa, people are so smart. You know, it's the same thing. Like, let's say right today, you meet that girl online, you guys have an amazing conversation and it works really well. And you, and you invest in her for the next four to eight weeks. Like I said, she may at the end go, ah, oh, that's my Corona buddy, James. You know what I mean? He went through some times, but he's kind of like a brother. Yeah, you don't need a guy. I've had guys, for instance, that have literally, quarantine. you know, the woman's gone off traveling and he's swapped the equivalent of like war and peace in messages. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, they meet in real life and there's no spark. And it's just like, it's not worth your time and your energy. Yeah, I did that back in the early, early days of like signing up for a dating site and writing a long profile. I, I, I remember, remember when I was about 21 having 20 letter exchanges, like, you know, full pages with a girl. And then we met and we were like, eh. 
So yeah, it's like, cool, do all, do all the things we've just talked about, but keep, keep seeding, you know, and I think like for men particularly, I think online, da- uh, online dating can be particularly dangerous for your self-esteem. Right, like it's something that mm. can get very demoralizing. It can also be very addictive in a like kind of video games way where it's like, oh, you've got a lead and oh, like a poker game where it's like you're gambling, you got something and then you dropped it and you get these adrenaline spikes. And it can feel like, a, you're, you're, it can feel like you're doing something, but if you look at the net result, you're like, wow, I spent a lot of hours and I'm, and I'm feeling more needy, less sure of myself and, and my dating prospects aren't looking much better. So I would say just to be wary for guys, especially when you have a lot of ha- uh, time on your hands, to, if you're going to do this, allocate time, you know, it's like, do, and, and yeah. oh, I want to ask you this question. I've heard that there's definitely better times of the day to be content. Like if I contact a girl Friday night, probably not a good idea because she's out partying. Whereas a Tuesday afternoon when she's bored at work might be better. So yeah, yeah I don't know if you've got That's stats totally on that. That's totally true, but I'm also interesting actually, if this current period of lockdown means that we're kind of in a bit of a free for all right. around that. You know, because I think people, I think people are, they don't have their normal schedule. They don't have their normal distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you want to, but definitely ver- check out where people are going to be using their most online. And just remember, if she's online heavily today, that does not mean she's going to be online heavily tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I would cut to the chase, make your move, take things that step forward, at least get a phone mm-hmm. number on Instagram so that things are a bit more stable. And then from there, you can kind of move things forwards. Do you have a way to transition? Because mine, mine in the past has been, hey, I'm not on this app much. Let send me a WhatsApp and we can chat there. Like, you know, because, you know, it is a, it's, it's graded, right? Like, so girls will chat to a guy on, on, Inst, on let's say, Instagram, but that they, they will make a delineation between, okay, this guy gets my number or this guy gets my whatever, mm. because, it's, because it's incrementally getting closer to her personal space, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I like the directness of that. And all I'd add to that is just to think for the guys out there, if you're hesitant around doing this because you're like, well, you know, is it too soon? The thing is, only three things can happen when you ask that. Mm-hmm. One, she doesn't respond. In which case, I would probably argue that you've filtered out a woman who was not really invested in the dating process, or at least not in you. Yeah. And you have wasted less time. So it's a positive. Yeah. Two, she could give you an objection. Like I've had some funny ones I've seen from my clients recently. Like, you know, he suggested a video chat and she's like, haha, wouldn't that be like a conference call? Or, you know, or, you know what? I don't really like giving my number out to people, strangers online. And you're like, um, <laughs> so <laughs> at that point, but that, that's an opportunity to challenge her. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's saying like, you say, say, look, let's just do the call. If it sucks, make it, pretend your Wi-Fi Wi-Fi is bad. Right. You know, it can, you can you can negotiate at that point, or you can get her number. I think that's yeah, important. Yeah, well, like, because it's like a um, yes. Firstly, it's like that kind of boils down to the directness in life. It's like you know, you ask for things and you offer things, and you and then you get told no and yes uh, more often than people that that just sort of hint. Right. We got some. We got some questions from yes, your um, peeps. Yes, we, we have some questions sent in from our viewers. Uh, so let's see, what do we got here? And they're all, they're all around like dating. <laughs> you know, this one by Johnny. I hate online dating and dating apps, but using them now, this is like basically me. If I was calling up Haley, I'm like, Haley, oh, yeah, I yeah. hate dating apps. How do I use them? We've covered quite a lot of these questions, like what are the principles of good text conversation? Can you, okay, this one. So what are the principles of good text conversation? Can you be just logistical with text or is it necessary to use more conversational? <laughs> this is the guy like, can I just say, meet me at 7 p.m. at this Google I- pin or not? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, wouldn't that be a beautiful reality if that yeah. was the case? I, I mean, no joke. Uh, studies show. Well, if you're um, on the grinder, I think that is the case. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, this is true. But studies show that basically, when men are conversing, usually via apps, they prefer to report, and women prefer report. So men like right. lean towards exchange of facts. Let's cut to the chase. Women are like, let's develop our emotional connection through mm -hmm. how we speak towards one another. Mm -hmm. So actually, I would say a good question to ask yourself is, if you're asking a question or making a statement and the answer is a number or yes or no or a logistic, we can automatically say that's not great conversation. A great principle of conversation is what is everybody always interested in? They're interested in themselves. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> So if you can respond to her message and just think, by writing this message in this way, what is she trying to show me about who she is as a person? Because I think women are very artful sometimes in their messages at cultivating a particular image of themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you can comment on that and deconstruct that, whether that's saying, so you're telling me you're an, you're an introvert masquerading as an extrovert. As soon as the conversation flips, so it's laser focused on who she is, that will create a lot of intrigue and a lot of impetus her side to want to accept or decline that version you have of her personality. So get off the logistics and onto who she is as a person. Absolutely. And when you, and when you do make an assessment of somebody like that, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. So, so, so if, I, if I say, oh, so I'm guessing you are, or it seems like you are, or, oh, okay, so you're that type in, in a way that's maybe playful, maybe, maybe cheeky, maybe it's sincere, and I'm incorrect. The girls say, no, actually, I'm more like this than that, which is good. Right, because it's like it shows that yes, I'm I'm taking this is you know this is stuff we do in conversation classes all the time where it's like I'm I'm taking the facts that she gives me, I'm interpreting them and figuring out what that might mean about her as a person. And I'm telling her what my assessment is, and right or wrong, it's going to open up a much more interesting conversation. Exactly, and actually, if she argues back strongly in the other direction, that's probably a good sign. She's mm -hmm. really invested there. Right, and then the other th what I like to do is comment on the way that a girl speaks or writes as well. Right, so. Yeah. If, if I say something like, I, 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 um, I, I love how, how specifically German you were about that thing, or uh, you're, so, you're so animated when you talk about X, right? Or it's like, well, yeah. it seems like we've, seems like we've hit, your, hit the thing that you're most interested in at the moment, right? So I'm I, I'm, I comment on how she's communicating, and that works better in real life, but it certainly works okay on text as well. Absolutely, and it works also if the woman, you know, if her responses suck, you know, remember, don't be that low value guy who just is thinking, well, her response sucks, but I'm going to try and turn this pig's ear into a silk mm -hmm. purse of conversation, <laughs> you know, instead call a pig's ear a pig's ear and be, you know, either think, you know, she doesn't care. I'm not going to even bother responding to that. Or if, you know, she's just responded like, yeah, lol, ha, that's been my day, smiley, smiley. Then you could just say, you're a great storyteller. Or mm -hmm. do you always communicate an emoji glyph? So yeah. you could at emoji least, glyph, if you're yeah. going to come back with anything, say something that's going to acknowledge, you know, call her out on the stuff that she's doing in yeah. the conversation, because that also keeps the conversation present, challenging and much more exciting. Yes, for sure. Although what I would say is that my experience, because I've done that many times where I'm just like your turn or, or I'm like, uh, so you've got any two syllable words there or whatever. Any, anytime I've done one of those zingers, I've never, ever met that girl ever. Like it's like if she's not willing to put in, you know, if she really is the lol, mm. no, and I send one slightly sarcastic mark, remark or something to her, I can't even remember a time where the girl's gone, oh, my, my, mist my apologies, let me invest a lot more in this conversation. So it's like, you do need to be aware, yes, that 
It's a numbers game. The way that people operate now is so different than it was 30 years ago in terms of how much time they will give to somebody, right? Like how much of a chance mm. they will give somebody. And also we, we, we all have weirdly elevated entitled uh, levels that we think we're entitled to now because just beauty is being shoved in our face all the time and it feels like you're a swipe away from it. So I think both men and women probably have more unrealistic standards than they did previously. Totally. And you're right. Like a lot of the time, guys, I find boil everything down to how can I do better or what aspect of my game is missing here that I'm not getting that response out of her. And sometimes the answer is actually far simpler. It could just be like, she is just not invested. She is just not in the headspace. She, just, she doesn't have the capacity. That is just her. So remember, dating is always a two way street and to be discriminating in terms of the women that you're engaging with. Right. Here's a question for you. Harry says, when do you tell a girl you love her or don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, preferably after you've had a long and engaging interaction with her in real life. So mm -hmm. oh, yes. remember, you can't, love is, again, it's a two-way emotion. You can't love someone and then not love you in return. So because of that, if we jump too quickly towards relationships or big declarations or I've been thinking about you for a long time, I really like you, Sometimes that can pressurize the conversation and just like a guy sexualizing the conversation too soon or when it's just not what the vibe that the woman's in. If something he says is really out of context and it, is, it mismatches with her reality terribly, then that's what shuts down interactions really fast. So it's not that you can't express love or you can't express some kinky sexual fantasy if you're James Marshall, but you have to do it when the woman is also participating. So for right. the guys out there as well, remember it's actually much less about you having the witty one-liner, much more about how do you get her to effectively invest in the conversation. And that might be you sharing stuff about yourself. It might be you making assumptions about her. It might be a little bit of wit or humor. It might be mixing up multimedia messages, but the whole thing is not gonna fly unless she's in the right mindset to begin with and is also investing in you. Yes, absolutely. And it's just so tiring to, to pour energy. Like, cause it, and it also trains you to think that that's what dating is as a man. You're like, dating mm. is pouring endless amounts of energy down the hole of like women in general. And like occasionally just randomly, I get something out of that and what a drag. You know, it's like, it's can, way, can, way better to just cut, cut, you know, try, cut the lead, move on, try, cut the lead, move on. Totally. Can I answer one more question from Please. these guys before I go? Cause it's a, it's a, it's a corker. Yep. It's for, uh, it says if a girl, <laughs> I'm so English. Oh, no, it's painful. Uh, if a girl wants just casual sex, how should a man approach her? If simply asking her one of fuck doesn't work. He's tried and it doesn't seem to work. And some I've heard that some women want casual sex. I, I read that once and I went and asked one for it and they didn't do it. What's wrong? Give it to me. Right, exactly. So um, again, it was one of those, it, wouldn't it be great if situations, why that doesn't, some, some one of the many reasons why that doesn't work. Even if a woman wants to have casual sex with someone, and many women do, lots of women just want to date or want something casual. They, not all women are hell-bent on marriage and having babies. That's not their deal right now. So if, even if that's her thing, she still wants to feel like she's with a man who is experienced and charismatic enough to discriminate. She doesn't want to feel like he's using a scattergun approach to just, as you said earlier, see what sticks. Mm -hmm. So there still has to be a basis of her investment in that interaction. Also, I tend to find that women, though not always, but generally a good way to work into something more sexual is to start with what's implied 
or implicit versus the explicit. Because as soon as it becomes known, as soon as you're like, you know, anytime you want to get naked, I'm in, uh, it kind of kills the eroticism of it. So instead, you want to think much more about creating story, about getting her to invest in the interaction, and implied sexuality. So rather than saying, you know, you've got great legs, again, that's going to present you like a little thirsty dog. Um, it's not going to come across as mature sexual being presence of a man who really actually has got has got some self-discipline and some self-control because guess what? He's got options and he's not just spamming every woman on a dating site. Right. There's also that I think, as from my observations, that women make the decision to have sex with a man because it feels right right now. Right. So like it's it, they don't make that decision in advance. They don't like... You know, if I put the, propose the question to a girl in some one way or another, politely or impolitely, do you want to have sex with me? She has to what decide right now whether she's going to do that. And that's, that's the reason why, like, I experimented with really radical, radical honesty for a while, and it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> basically, I, I, there was a period where I started just telling girls what it was in my mind, right? So I'd I'd go on a date with a girl and we'd come back and we'd be sitting on the couch and I remember one very specific one and I said, we were on the couch and we kissed and I said, do you want to go to my room and have sex now? And she went, "Uh, we're not doing that. And I said, well, obviously we are. I mean, that's why I know we will. uh, So we don't need to like play all those, all those extra games. And she's like, we are not having sex. I'm like, I know you. I know you. What you're saying, but you will. And then, she, and then she left, and we didn't. Um, so, and I was like, okay, that doesn't work. And then the next time I was with a girl, I went back to the like, hey, come and check out my room, you know. So it's like, and that worked. So it's like the decision, you know, like if I have to, if the girl has to verbally state, yes, I am going to do this. I've I put my hand up for it. I have to take full responsibility for it, uh, and now I'm committed to it. That's not the way she wants to have sex from my experience, from my observation. It's that she's like, she doesn't know until maybe she's in the bedroom undressed. You know, I mean, sometimes girls know well in advance. I've talked to girls who are like, yep, I, I, you know, I just thought I'll have one more cocktail and then I'll go and fuck him. But often they don't know. And so you, that in answer to your question, you know, asking her that, that's the reason why it won't work. Whereas if you just do the moves to like, hey, we're on a date. Hey, you want to get out of here? And she's like, where? I'll go chill at my place. Like, and I give her sexual intent with my eyes as I'm doing that. The because we because I want to have sex with you is implied, and then she can make her excuses about oh no I've got work tomorrow, or she can come, and then or she will be like oh, I'm not sure I don't think I should, which is her really saying I'm not sure if I'm ready to commit to having sex with you yet, so I don't know if I can come home with you, which is where I've said things like uh, well let's just have a cup of tea before you head home, or. I said one to one girl when she said, are you going to invite me upstairs? And she said, oh, I don't know if I should. I said, you can kick me out at any time. And she said, oh, okay. Right. Because it was just me showing her that I understand that you're not sure yet. And I don't want you to feel like you have to commit to the decision, any decision. Right. So when I gave her the, give her the options of like, oh, we, you're just passing through. You can go, I can go. We don't, we can, we can't, it doesn't matter. Then I found that yes, girls will sleep with you much faster than trying to ask them that. Yeah. I think basically if you create uncertainty and you show that you're not, certain yourself or you kind of just mirror or match where she might be at that process it's just just far better and more sophisticated and suggests better things about you as a man so James I'm really sorry I have to go oh that's all right well before you do go if anyone uh from the TNO world wants to find you and not in real life but in in digital teaching life what what can they do (laughs) real life would be a challenge um (laughs) I am 
So right now, obviously I'm on YouTube as well. You might know that. So we'll put, uh, there'll probably be a link below this video to that. I would also say I do have an, if you are thinking, how do I use this time purposefully? I have an awesome online only 30 day challenge where you do a little challenge every day. It's then you self-report via a little video diary or vlog back into my coaching group and myself and my coaching team are going to give you feedback on that. It's one pound for a one week trial, which is amazing. So is you amazing. can't have any excuses around that. And if you go to hayleyquinnclub.com, you will be able to find out all about it there. And I just encourage the guys out there, if you're listening to this and you're thinking that dating is canceled, please don't. Instead, use your time purposefully, accelerate your learning, get out ahead. And so when those doors fly open, which they will do at a certain period of time, you're going to be well positioned to make the most of it. Awesome. Awesome advice. Thank you so much, Hayley. Um, best of luck with the coming days as you bring your bubble yes. into the world. <laughs> and uh, we'll no doubt talk on the other side of that. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. See All you right. soon. Thanks, Hayley. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.